Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What's up? Welcome back to Tomahawked. I am your host, Rob Fox, joined by Dan Holloway. This is your Braves broadcast, your Braves podcast on the Drinking Bros Network. And uh, things have been going kind of good lately. Yeah, I mean, better. There's still, I, I still don't uh, think this team knows who it is. They're still kind of working that out, but, you know, you're going to have some of that. If they can work it out while winning, I'm fine with them exploring themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the Mets <clears throat> got off to a pretty hot start. Um, so, you know, Braves are still seven games back, but I'm not too concerned with that right now. The Mets can't. They have they have a decent they have they have a really good pitching staff when everyone's healthy and no one will ever be healthy. Right. Uh, Jacob Degrom is just like a dude that you can only get like fifteen starts out of a year at this yeah. point. Yeah, I don't know why they don't just have him start the season after the All Star break. To be honest, pretty much. Yeah, just see what you can get. Yeah. Like, just see if you can get a full half season out of him when the games like super yeah. duper fucking matter. And then Scherzer's just old. Yeah, it's the same thing that the Dodgers should be doing with Kershaw. To be honest, and Pitchers have done it before. I think uh, Dallas Keuchel's done it in two separate seasons where yeah. he hasn't pitched until the second half. I think Mike Hampton did it a couple times back in the day as well. Um, you know, I don't. I, who knows what's going to happen with those guys? I expect um, Scherzer, who's been pretty tough throughout his career, to make it back and, and have some meaningful starts. I I can't picture Degrom having like a huge impact on the rest of the season. I don't know what, I don't even know what his status is to be honest. I never, you never really fucking know. Like yeah. that guy's just fucking glass. But last two nights, the Braves have had two pretty big wins. We said last week that this portion of their schedule coming up is they have to basically like win most of their series over the next month Yeah, because this is the juiciest part of their schedule really up until the all-star break mm-hmm. is uh, the cushiest part of their schedule. Two nights ago, your favorite brave, maybe right now, William Contreras uh, hit a walk off homer, or not? I'm sorry, hit a walk off hit, and then yesterday had a solo home run. He is uh, he's swinging out of his fucking mind right now. Yeah, I mean they have to keep him in the lineup. Um, they had him in left <clears throat> field two nights ago. Yeah, he's uh, he's DH some. He's played left field. He's yesterday he caught, so I imagine he'll probably be back in left today or, or DH. DH yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he's. I don't know what to say about the guy. He plays. He's a he's an exceptional hitter. He's like usually when you see um, catchers come out of uh, uh, Latin America like that, they're excellent defensive catchers, and Mm. whatever hitting they do is a bonus, right? Yeah, it's kind of the opposite with him. I don't think he's he's not a bad receiver, not the best framer. Uh, not the best footwork. Like his arm is pretty good, but his footwork's not great. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of stuff that can happen. He's only 24. He can definitely improve defensively, but as far as offensively, especially how things have gone for the Braves so far this year, you got to keep him in the lineup. And keep in mind that they're all this. Um, they've won a couple of series in a row. Um, they should have won 
this should be their fourth series win in a row. They blew a couple of games, one against the Padres and one against the Brewers that they should have won as well. Yeah. So they're putting together good stuff. The last two series, they've actually closed them out. Um, well, they, this is a four-game series with the Phillies, yeah. so they have another one. But, I mean, dude, they're, I like, this is what we said. They needed to start winning series in their easiest stretch of yeah. games over the next month and a half. Took two or three from the Marlins, have at least clinched a split with the Phillies, which in a four-game series, I'm, I'm fine with a split. Yeah. Like, obviously, I want 3-1, but I can, I can live with a split against a decent team in a four-game series. Um, I, oh, I was gonna, one thing I was going to say, though, I feel like the Contreras brothers are, like, the inverse of the Molina brothers, though. Yeah. Like, they're better hitting catchers than they are, whereas, like, Benji and Yachty and uh, who's the other fucking Molina? There's three. Uh, Dave. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. They were all just, like, all glove. Uh, I mean, Yachty was probably the best hitter, and, and he's like a good hitter, but I mean, most of his... Jose Molina is the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys were all, mostly all glove. Yeah. Uh, but the Contreras, the Contreras <clears throat> brothers, they can hit. But yeah, I mean, last night was a great win. I was texting you in the middle of it. We'll talk more later about it, but uh, seeing Dansby hit a home run the other way like mm-hmm. he did is uh, a real good sign. Uh, I, I mean, they, what, they put in eight, nine runs yesterday? Uh... They scored a lot. I think it was eight. Um, let's see. Yeah, eight four was the final. Yeah, it was a good game. I mean, they controlled it from the beginning. Um, not like the night prior, but we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, last night, <clears throat> um, they're still striking out a lot. Twelve strikeouts in that in that game. But uh, yeah, Dansby looked good going the other way, hitting out of order. He's usually a bottom of the order guy. He's hitting in the two slot lately. Um, uh, uh, Austin Riley also looked good. He stayed on a couple of balls, including just a fucking mammoth home run. Uh, Contreras is his power is has been largely to right center uh, this year, but that one was that looked like an Ozuna home run. To yeah. be honest, like it was in on his hands. He pulled his hands in and hit it out to left field. I was very impressed with that. Um, it looks like this. Uh, demerit experiment might be over uh yeah you know. he he had a nice like what week yeah. where it's like oh who's this who's this guy and he's kind of kind of falling off yeah in april and 21 at bats he had 381 so far in may he's hitting 152 yeah um they think they and, stopped yeah they, they stopped throwing him fastballs down the middle basically right yeah um so we'll see he maybe he'll adjust i don't know but he's 27 years old he spent the majority of his career in the minor leagues and i don't think he's a particularly good fielder either so if he doesn't hit he's not going to stay in the lineup um not sure what the deal um right now with uh rosario is like he's eyeballs still healing basically yeah his eyes are still healing and uh he's just riding a bike he hasn't done baseball shit yet so yeah. we'll see how that progresses um but yeah they look pretty they, they look better it, they look good for this point in the season this is kind of where i expect them to be right around 500 what this, do you think of uh snicker i mean i think we talked about this off air the other day but like snicker is he's doing whatever he wants to the lineup like he's putting guys that <clears throat> are hitting in spots where they're going to get more ab's right now yeah uh i texted you that the other day right before dan's hit the home run like i'm glad they're fucking Given Dansby a higher spot in the order so he gets more ABs because he's one of the only dudes actually fucking hitting right now. Yeah, he's uh, he he is moving a lot of pieces around to try to see what fits. I mean, part of that is a function of uh, the injuries and Duvall not hitting so mm-hmm. far. Um, part of it is a function of uh, I think 
some level of confidence that the guys are all pros, proven winners, and that they're second half team, not just of the season, but in individual games. Yeah. That's just kind of been their identity for a lot longer than he's been the manager there. Actually, that's kind of been their identity. So I think that gives him a lot of latitude and how to fuck shit up, see what works, see what doesn't work. Right. And I think he's, if he's paying the kind of attention that I've been paying, um, I don't think the consistency in the lineup is something that seems to matter too much to this particular group of dudes. It doesn't seem to have mattered at all. Yeah. Like I, I feel like changing things up has been super helpful. So that might mean that, uh, we'll, we'll see how that impacts the playoffs. I mean, he, maybe he uses a lot of different lineups. Yeah. The only person who seems locked in is Acuna at one. I don't think he's moving Acuna <clears throat> off the off no, the spot. No, I mean, maybe, I don't know if he should or shouldn't, but I doubt it'll happen. Yeah. I don't think he should at this point. I mean, he, you, uh, he, you're doing, the guy does fucking everything. And yeah. it's, it's still <clears throat> worth, I, honestly, it's worth letting Acuna see the worst fastball thrown all game right at the top of the game, basically. Yeah, and I think maybe... Uh, the the two hole lately. I'm glad that Olsen's not there. I don't like him in the two hole. Um, I I just don't like. Do you think that was a weird fit for him? Like him personally? Like do you think like mentally it was weird for him or anything like that? Or um maybe yeah I don't know. I mean it didn't seem to affect him at the beginning of the season. That's for sure. Um. Uh. Last year, he primarily hit third and fourth, primarily yeah. third. Um, didn't do so well in the two-hole when he was placed there last year. Uh, so I, I don't know if if that mattered to him or not, but I think <clears throat> from the perspective of <clears throat> um, generating runs, I it, it makes there, – there is a lot of – uh, math that makes it make sense to put two high OPS guys back to back like that, especially if you have Austin Wright in a three hole, which I think he'll return to at some point. Oh, for sure. Um, but Olsen's not the kind of guy that can hit behind runners or uh, that has a high contact rate that's going to hit, like, let's say, for example, <clears throat> uh, Acuna gets on base and steals second or hits a double to get on second with no outs. I'm not terribly confident that Olsen can hit a fly ball to right field and get him over yeah. or a ground ball to right side of the infield and get him over. So don't fucking treat him like <clears throat> Freddie Freeman. Correct. I don't think he's that guy. Yeah. Uh, but let Olsen be Olsen. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, Swanson would be better in that role. I think he's, uh, he's certainly earning it so far. Yeah. I don't like Albies there because it neutralizes a lot of his power, which like if you, if you have a guy that's successful because of ambushing and free swinging and, sh- and shit like that and isolated power in general, and you put him in a position where he has to uh, uh, shorten his stroke on a regular basis, I don't think that's good for him either. Dansby's not that way. Like it's Part of his game is to choke up and go the other way. Yeah. Um, so I think that's more of a natural fit for, for the number two hole hitter. And the only, thing, the only issue with that is that it, <clears throat> it is going to have some effect both on – the offensive capability and the speed at the bottom of your lineup because the alternative down there uh, uh, is Duvall, who's not hitting, um, and Contreras, who's 
going to hit for power, but he's not you know, going to run the bases the same way that Dansby. He's not a second leadoff hitter right. by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't mind the tinkering. There's a lot to figure out about this lineup, and th- they'll figure it out over time. Yeah, it's – it's interesting, and I, I agree. Like they're gonna, and I, they're, it's fine to tinker with it. They will figure it out. I think Acuna is probably the only one locked into a spot. I think mm. even Riley's not locked into the three hole. I could see it ended up ending up being where Olson hits three. Yeah, I mean, if it were me, I would the lineup that I would be running out would be Acuna, uh, uh, Swanson, Olson, Riley, Ozuna. That's mm-hmm. what I would run out. And then Albies um, in the six hole. Yeah, with with. Or, or flip-flop Albies and, and Ozuna based on the handedness of the pitcher, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, because Albies destroys left-handed pitching. Not that Ozuna doesn't, but Albies really does. Yeah. Um, and then the bottom of the lineup is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but, <clears throat> yeah. I'm also curious what's going on with uh, with Strider, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, next- he looked dirty last night. Yeah, he looks dirty every fucking time he goes out. <laughs> I mean, if you just look at his his last five appearances, 2.2 innings uh, last night, two walks, five strikeouts. Uh, one inning, uh, no runs. One inning, three strikeouts, no runs. Two innings, three strikeouts, no runs. Um He's only given up runs in like two of his appearances, I think. Is that right? Or earned runs? Not three of his appearances. So, I mean, he, th- this guy's pretty locked in. I, I it's <clears throat> you got to wonder how they're going to use him in the second half of the season, and uh, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I, if I had to guess right now, I would say he's probably going to be responsible if for at least one, if not more, wins in the playoffs. Uh, just stretching the starting pitcher out a little bit if they continue to use him the way they're using. So I'm yeah. really, really excited about that. But the back half of the bullpen, the bullpen overall has been good. But, you know, Kenley Jansen's Kenley Jansen. I don't know if it's a... Uh, well, the last couple of blown saves he's had have been um, at least at least one of the runners that have kind of fucked up his vibe have been uh, uh, like little bullshit hits. Yeah. He seems to give up quite a bit of those. Um, He's always, I mean, he's one of those dudes that you just kind of white knuckle with. Like he's never, he's not like a super clean inning type of guy ever. Um, And this is just like the two blown saves he's had in the last week and a half, Mm. two weeks, whatever the fuck it was. That's just that's just kind of what he does sometimes. Like he's in a, he's for sure an elite closer, but yeah. he's not. Well, he's got ten saves and he's blown two, so he's twelve. Ten two, out of twelve. Ten out of twelve, which is pretty good. Extrapolate yeah. that out, yeah. right? Like, uh, yeah, you take that. Like he's never gonna. He's not a clean sheet type of guy mm-hmm. typically. And honestly, quite fucking frankly, dude, I don't want a closer to go into uh, the playoffs with a perfect like. 40 for 40 or whatever yeah uh, that sketches me out josh Hader did that last year i think didn't he he didn't blow a save this year yeah he did in the playoffs though yeah um sure fucking did freddie freeman lit him up but yeah i mean if you think about if you extrapolate that over the season typically um a pitcher a closer on a winning ball club gets about 50 chances in a year give or take 40 mm. to 50 that's about 42 saves so i yeah. mean that's a pretty good year that's fucking fine you can't really complain too much about that do you have something to say ross <clears throat> i do actually um ray Liotta has passed away 
Not sure if you realize it, D'Anthony, but the jersey that was just brought in two days ago behind you is signed by Ray Liotta. I wanted to get your take. Is Field of Dreams a top five baseball movie? Bob says no. Uh, well, I would have to ask which movies you're putting ahead of it, right? The Natural is probably the best. Yes! That's what I put. I, I had one, two, Natural. He hates the fucking Natural. I don't like the Natural either. I mean, it's a weird story. My, my, the five I put in front of Field of Dreams. Well, I, put, I would put probably like six or seven in front of Field of Dreams. But the top five, my top, top five are in no order. Uh, Major League, Bull Durham, uh, League of Their Own, Sandlot, and 61. What about uh, uh, Eight Men Out? Eight, eight Men I Out like, is like eight men so out. fucking yeah. good, dude. Yeah, I like Eight Men Out. I like that better than, than Field of Dreams as well. Wow, Bob. Um, Bob, show some I'm goddamn respect. I'm telling you, man. It's Leota. just a guy fucking pouting about his dad on a farm and shit. Like, it's the baseball barely happens in that movie. Um, the Natural is about more than baseball. Yeah. Right? That's why I like that the best. Um, the Sandlot is, is hardly about baseball either, right? I mean, it's about childhood. Right. That's it's. I, I don't consider Sandlot a baseball movie, really. I do. To be honest. I do. One of the best. Um, I got, I've got Sandlot in my top five. I mean, it's a good movie. I enjoy it, but it's not. I wouldn't call it a baseball movie necessarily. Um, but the natural is is more about baseball. Um, Benny the Jet went on to become a major league player for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the pinnacle month. of his career is him stealing pinch home. running, yeah, and stealing home. It was as, later in his no. career. I, I don't he, need to go into the backstory. Like this, Benny the Jet was his best season was probably like two wins above replacement. Split time in the outfield with another guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this guy. Mediocre career. I can't do this anymore. I'm out. I can't, Bob. I won't. I won't. Yeah, I think Benny the Jet probably maxed out at like 110 games a year. Um. Yeah. He. He's. I, I don't know. He was probably a scab in the '94 season. Uh. But yeah. Anyways. Uh. Don't give a fuck about Ray Liotta either. Um. Not a fan. No. I thought he's kind of hacky. Like he, he's he's been in uh, let mov- the body get cold. He's been in movies that are so incredible, and he did a really good job in them. But the major the body of his work, the it's not. Like, yeah, it's he's a very Nicolas Cage kind of actor, in my opinion. <laughs> he's who is also awesome. Uh, yeah, when he's awesome, he's awesome. But most of the time, he's not. That's what I'm saying. He's a high volume shooter, right? Yeah, like he, for he sure. just you just he just shoots. Yeah, uh, but I I mean uh, the stuff that he's in that I like is. Incredible. phenomenal yeah yeah um anyways kenley jansen is uh he'll be fine yeah he'll, he'll be fine this year and the rest of that bullpen i mean it's good that uh they're getting some of this shit out of the way early um because it's allowed a couple of dudes to step in like colin McHugh is coming is is, is pitching well uh, AJ Menner is getting more reps right now. He's because, looking like a top ten reliever in the league yeah, right he, now. He's getting good, confident reps right now because uh, Nutsack is out. Yeah, uh, and nut, we're not worried about Nutsack at all. And then, you, of course, you've got Will Smith uh, kind of tooling around a little bit. But Jackson Stevens, because of some of the other injuries, uh, has gotten more time, and that dude's showing the fuck out too. Yeah, he's been. A, I mean, it, you, there's definitely not a better bullpen in baseball than I, these guys. I don't think there is. It's fucking crazy how deep it is. <laughs> and then, like, like you again, it's a, and it's the type of thing too where it's like, as much as we want Strider to start, you kind of don't want to lose that fucking weapon out of the bullpen. At least not this year. Yeah, 
Um, <clears throat> maybe if you need a spot start or something. But like, I think if we make the playoffs going into October, you want Strider in that fucking bullpen. Yeah. Um, speaking of just, you know, making October, whatever. One of the things I want to talk about, the Braves, we've said, uh, you know, this next month, month and a half is really important for them because they have a soft schedule. Kind of doubly important. I didn't realize this until I looked the other day. Kind of a doubly important schedule because the Mets schedule, coinciding with the Braves, mm. running parallel to the Braves, is fucking loaded. Yeah. Yeah, they're... Uh, <clears throat> they will probably have an easier time down the stretch than the Braves do, but this is the time for the Braves to close the gap. Um, like, they just have to play 600 ball, basically. And yeah. The, and they'll... Because the Mets are probably going to play... 500 or 450 ball throughout this stretch especially because of the pitching injuries they have mm-hmm. um so yeah the braves play a little bit above average just win series for the next couple of weeks next month or so and they'll they'll be they'll do what they do which is be uh within a game or two uh during the uh at the all-star break or, or like in the process of overtaking the lead right. during the all-star break i mean this is the same shit that happens every year i mean this is look at this like this is a <clears throat> brutal road trip that they have to start off june four against the dodgers three against the padres and then three against the angels yeah then they play the brewers right after that who are i mean that it depends on who they draw on the who they draw staff, on yeah. the pitching staff but i'm i'm assuming if you're playing against the mets and you're the brewers you're trying to line it up to have your best pitchers going against them um so yeah that's that's a pretty brutal one they get a bit of a break with the marlins after that but then they have two series against the astros uh wedged in between those marlin series so yeah um <clears throat> yeah it's going to be pretty tough uh uh we'll see how it goes for the mets i mean they've they, they've been good uh as of late less so you know yeah they started um, off hot and yeah they they uh uh have been good at home and on the road though. So it's not like one or the other. The Braves have been okay on both. Yeah. Kind of just mediocre everywhere. I mean, it's yeah, there hasn't home road really hasn't been what I've seen with the Braves being like, Oh shit. Like the the tough road trip or something like that. They're just, they're just kind of groping in the dark right now. trying to figure out who the fuck they are. But yeah, man, I, I mean, June is, I would say it's not like panic button or anything, but if we're still six games out at the end of June, that's, that's not fucking good. No, and it's it's you got to think it's unlikely. We'll see how the rest, how the season continues to play out, but uh, there, there's still a pretty decent chance that three teams from the West are going to make it in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, and you don't want to put yourself in a position to have to play that uh, the dumbass play-in game because yeah. it just burns your best pitcher basically um, out of the next series. And also, all one game series, anybody can fucking win that. So, you don't want that to happen. Um, <clears throat> they really need to lock it up. And the Cardinals are having a pretty good year so far as well. Yeah, the Cardinals have looked great. I mean, the National League looks to be like pretty pretty deep this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go two to three teams out of the East, for sure, three teams in the West, and then two teams in the Central that all have the ability to make the playoffs. Yeah. Like that's it's going to be. I, and obviously, you just want to win your division. Yep. For, um, the Phillies are not good. Man, that I want to actually go back and talk about that one. Uh, the, the game the Braves won two days ago—that was <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you you have to uh, 
just for the momentum of the season, if you're hovering around 500, which they're just behind the Braves, and <clears throat> one of the best closers in baseball comes in, you, uh, your best player hits a go-ahead home run, and you fucking come back, bomb. and without getting an out in the, in the next inning, just blow the fucking game. Like, that can't happen. Yeah. It, it's, and it wasn't just... Uh, like it's it's the two elements of the Phillies that are going to be a problem for them all year. Their bullpen sucks and their defense sucks. Mm-hmm. And, and and that was that was by the way the entirety of the Phillies' identity in one inning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bryce Harper hits a goddamn bomb, just mm-hmm. a gut shot home run. Power offense, whatever. They come out the next half inning, drop a literal can of corn fly ball. Yeah, I mean that that was fucking stupid. Uh. And and I mean you whatever happened with Contreras next, he's a good hitter. You're gonna you're gonna have that, but you can't fucking let that you can't let that shit happen. I mean, no. goddamn. Um And by the way, some I saw people saying this online and I th- I know the Phillies <laughs> broadcast said it too, but to anyone really bitching about like I know Acuna's had like his hustle issues or whatever, but like I'm not I'm not gonna jump on his fucking dick for for uh, not hustling out of the box on what should 100% of the time be an out. Yeah, he made it to second base. If he didn't, we can have that conversation, but um, he did. Yeah. So. And like, what, 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 I mean, God, I guess if he was, with how fast he is, if he was sprinting the whole time, he could have just had an inside the park home run. But I mean, like, technically, yeah, but it's, there's no outs. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh, there were people bitching about that and like, dude, what? Like, it's that was like the weakest ass pop fly. Like yeah. nobody, nobody is running out of the box. You think Bryce Harper's sprinting out of the box for that? No, definitely not. Bryce Harper's halfway back to the dugout on that shit. Yeah, like I, it was that was an annoying thing I saw in that. But man, that was a fucking that was a ridiculous, ridiculous uh, way to end that game. I had turned it off because I was just like, dude, I I just was kind of over it. Um, so I was sad to admit that I woke up the next morning and caught the highlights and was like, how the fuck is this yeah. how they won this game? Uh, but yeah, that's, that, uh, that's fun. Hopefully we take it today, get three out of four from the Phillies. Uh, more good news for the Braves. Ridiculous news, actually. Mike Soroka is way ahead of schedule mm. with the Achilles. Uh, according to Justin Toscano, who writes for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, uh, Mike Soroka has been throwing bullpens and was the other day was running in a straight line in right field at Truist. Uh, he's projected to ter- uh, return sometime around the All-Star break. Presumably that means after the All-Star break. You would think so. I mean, you don't want, you don't want to get a guy. I, I guess maybe if uh, it's about five days off, I think. Yeah. So if you keep your normal rotation, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they use him as an opener and let him throw a couple of innings or use him in, in relief or something like that for two or three innings and then uh, let him start. Mm-hmm. When after the All Star break, maybe something like that, but you don't want to break up a guy's rhythm either. Um, I would say just let him, you know, put him out there and give him three innings or whatever, yeah. sixty pitches, seventy pitches, whatever you think is safe for him, yeah. and then just yeah, just beef him up. Basically, again, it's happy. I mean, you need to win games too because we're not going to run away with the division at all if we even win it. So you know, the, the, the uh, immediate need to win games, but at the same time, like yeah, you want him good a for September. When we have a bunch of backloaded games with the Mets and B, hopefully for October as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll. Uh, we don't really know what we're going to get out of a guy. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, 
he's a pretty um he he has a very fluid motion he's not one of those guys with a, like a herky jerky wind up or hard landing or any of that shit no and he injured himself last year going or whatever two years whenever the mm. hell that was two years ago going for a ground ball yeah, it wasn't part of his delivery. So no. it's just really about him getting comfortable, uh, getting in reps, making sure his he he's people like him. Uh, uh, Ian Anderson was the same. You can tell his rhythm is a little off. That's why he's having command problems right now. But Maddox through his career, guys like that, it's the repeatability of the fucking motion, right? It's just like Steph Curry shooting free throws, mm-hmm. and you know, it, without reps, you're going to fall out of that uh, uh, consistency. And hopefully, he'll be able to find that pretty quickly once he comes back so he can get some work done uh but it's you know if he comes back in any way shape or form close to what uh we're used to from him the the braves now have uh they'll have four dudes under 30 years old soroka by the way is so young that like, he should be coming up for the first time right now. Yeah. Like, he's 24, yeah. and he's already finished sixth in Cy Young voting three years ago, 2019. Yeah. That's insane. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, and for, for Anderson, this has been a breakout year for Kyle Wright. He's, he's basically pitching like Anderson did last year, and Anderson's a little off. There's something with his release point, or it's, it's yeah. probably in his lower body, to be honest. Just not... Um, uh, not he, he's driving too much off his back leg or his landing foot is inconsistent and his trunk rotation is suffering because of that. And it's like, if you're, if your trunk, if your front foot hits too soon and your trunk rotates too fast, then you drag the ball. And if you try to overcompensate for that and you plant, usually dudes will start not intentionally, but unintentionally planting uh mid foot or heel instead of on their toe. And they, uh, they'll lag through the zone, which makes the ball uh, go up and out. Mm-hmm. And if you're a changeup pitcher and you're lagging through the zone like that, you leave changeups belt high, yeah. and they go very fucking far. <laughs> and that's it's happened to him a number of times this year, so I think it's probably more of the latter. Um, you would think some like a team that makes a billion dollars a year would be able to f- pay somebody to figure that out for him and tell him that that's what he's doing. Maybe. Um, doesn't seem like that's happened, but who the fuck knows? You got to save money somewhere. Yeah, Rick Kranitz is only making eighty thousand dollars a year, so <laughs> fucked up. Uh, man. Now he makes like a hundred k, I think. That's but, still bizarre. That yeah. is so low for a coach. <laughs> I mean, he's basically an executive on the team. Yeah. Um. But anyways, Anderson comes around. He'll he'll figure it out. He's a he's a pro. Um. And then you have you go you go into the playoffs and you've got Max Fried, Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, and Mike Soroka, and and you're talking about. With Morton and Strider in there for, yeah, for and, like three to four innings, like one game it's Morton, one game it's Strider just yeah. coming in throwing gas, yeah, in a, in a mid relief mop up kind of situation. Immer- so basically, like oh shit, they're seeing him, he's tipping his yeah. pitches, some shit like that, yeah. just not working out. Then you have that bullpen that they have, man. I mean, it's just it's hard to beat a team like that. Yeah, it's, I, there. What you just see how good all of this pitching is from one yeah. through what seventeen or whatever, however many <clears throat> fucking pitchers are on the staff. Yeah, and you're just like, get me into October. Like, put yeah. these guys back in October. Like that is that. I don't know how you beat them. It's also kind of weird that they have uh, the same thing with the pitchers as it is with a lot of these hitters. Um, it's the case for Duvall, for Riley for Swanson, for Olsen, at least. I don't know about the other guys, but they all do better 
two outs, runners in scoring position than any other time. Like, what the fuck is that? It's like uh, they wake up. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, <clears throat> um, things are, I, I think, looking pretty good. The offense is starting to click, uh, which is nice. And I'm and I'm happy with Snicker, and I assume the front office as well, being like, "Hey, we got to shake it up. We got let's try some shit. Let's yeah. get a little analytic with it, whatever." And Snicker, for for his uh, to his credit, like he sort of the him and Mike Schilt are like the same type of person, like mm. sort of a dumb caveman meathead type of guy. Yeah. And I guess what happened with Schilt and the Cardinals was that like. He wouldn't listen to analytics or was like, I got to go with my gut. And like, which I don't know why someone who looks like that would ever trust himself. Yeah. But, uh, but he did. Whereas Snitker is pretty self deprecating and is like, hey, I don't know what a number is. So you guys just tell me what, you know, like I, I, I can't add. He's not Art Howell either. Right. Right. So he's not, uh, Art Howell was a Luddite that refused to, uh, to play balls for, for lack of a better phrase or pardon the pun rather, uh, with, the analytics game uh but snicker is the way he manages the lineup i'm good with the way he manages a pitching staff i'm mm-hmm. not good with at right. all. i think he's terrible at it although but, it's a bit more foolproof <clears throat> this year it's hard to fuck this up right. i mean if anybody can do it he will but it's <laughs> it's definitely hard to fuck this up uh let's get in some ads real quick before we go to the rest of it uh another thing you shouldn't fuck up is your sports betting and the best place to do that is mybookie.com if you love sports and you love making money and you answered yes to either of those questions, and MyBookie.com is the place for you. Not only does betting with MyBookie.com make every game more exciting, uh, but when you sign up today using the promo code Drinking Bros, your first deposit is instantly doubled up to $1,000. Uh, there are thousands of bets to make on all your favorite sports, and there's no shortage of ways for you to win at MyBookie.com. On top of having amazing lines and props, we love doing props, especially for... Uh, I like it for all sports, but baseball, I like it the best because it's kind of game by game. Baseball's a little weird, but you can you can find some good props like we've talked about before on strikeouts uh, and stuff like that. I'm a big, big fan of betting those. I wonder if there's any good ones today. Uh, who's even anyone interesting pitching today? Oh, uh, Tarek Skubal. I don't know how to say the name, but uh, the Tigers pitcher, he's pretty lights out. He's got an over under of five and a half strikeouts. Uh, and then Kyle Wright, also over under five and a half strikeouts. Today. And they're playing the Phillies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Phillies don't, they're not a huge strikeout team, but Kyle Wright is, uh, his sweet spot is about seven. If he has a good game, he usually gets about seven strikeouts. Even in, even in as little as like five innings. Yeah. And then actually, this is an interesting one. Uh, it's long odds or it's bad odds. It's minus 155, but Adam Wainwright over under three and a half strikeouts. I mean, he is 75 years old, but... Uh, He's the type of dude where he pitches to what, <sighs> the, uh, what the other team is. Yeah. So you'll see some games where he will have like 10, 11 strikeouts, and then other games where he has none because he's not trying to strike out those dudes. Yeah, there are... It, it's, it's kind of... Uh, it also depends on the umpire with those guys. Mm-hmm. So that's something... There, there's actually... If, if you really want to get in uh, deeply on these prop bets, particularly about hits and strikeouts, like hits for batters and strikeouts uh, for pitchers, F- go on Twitter and follow umpire scorecards. Oh, and and so they, they actually have a website that tracks uh, the entire, basically, career of all these umpires and how accurate they are, what kind of strikes they call. If you see one of these dudes 
like the Bra- the umpire for the game with the Braves last night who routinely calls pitches low and away strikes that aren't strikes mm-hmm. and you have a guy like Adam Wainwright pitching bet the over on the strikeouts yeah 100% of the time because that's just the pitch he happens to throw and and if that guy's going to call that strike all night then people are going to have to swing at it yeah it's just the way it is uh so props awesome mybookie.com get off the couch and get in the game with my bookie and turn your love of sports into your new side hustle head to mybookie.com today use the promo code drinking bros you'll get your first deposit instantly doubled up to one thousand dollars and start winning today bet anything anytime anywhere with mybookie.com uh next up i wanted to talk a little bit about uh i actually wanted to get into this marcelo zuna stuff first before we look at the rest of the lineup mm-hmm. um ozuna is having a really really weird year it's been up and down um <clears throat> and there's a chance yeah, it's up and down, and there's a chance that he's been having awful luck. Yeah, th- it, that is a possibility. I mean, it's he's been very inconsistent. That's there's that's a hundred percent the case. Um, is it inconsistency because pitchers are trying different things? Is it inconsistency because uh, he, his mechanics aren't fluid, or is it inconsistency because he's hitting the ball hard? Because at the beginning of the season. Uh, the stats looked okay, but they were they were low considering how hard he was hitting the ball. He mm-hmm. led the league in April. He led the league in the most hard hit balls, which is a ball with an exit velocity of ninety five miles per hour or higher, right? Yeah. But he his even then he only hit two fifty six in April with only four home runs, right? He, it's not like he was a world beater then. Yeah. He's got the same general. His average is lower now, but he's got the same and the same amount of at bats. He's got the same number of home run and RBI this month. Uh, but uh, quite a few more strikeouts. Mm-hmm. So he's striking out more. So it's interesting. So I was looking at the numbers on Fangraphs. He's hitting 234, batting average mm-hmm. is kind of whatever, but he's hitting 234, but his expected, bat- expected batting average is 274. So yeah. he's about 40 points below that. But this is the crazy thing. This is what's really fucking wild to me. His slugging percentage is 405, which is bad. Mm-hmm. That's what you would expect out of your like shortstop who plays great defense. Yeah. Uh, his expected slugging percentage is 150 points high. Yeah, I think of... Everybody in the Braves lineup right now, he's probably suffering the most from the squishy ball. Yeah. Um, I think Austin Riley did as well, but only because he was trying to muscle up to defeat it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Ozuna's changed that much. He's just hitting a lot of balls to the warning track that would normally be home runs or doubles. Um, Riley, you could tell, started... Uh, he, he's he's back on it now, but he was pulling off the ball, swinging too hard. His trunk rotation was too soon and too aggressive. Um, he's corrected for it to a large degree now, and you see that with some of the hits he's gotten to the opposite field. Same thing with Swanson, by the way, who had 27 home runs last year, by the way. Yeah. And when he was taking those same swings and the balls weren't going out, I mean, your instinct is to try to swing harder. Maybe yeah. I'm weaker. Maybe I need to swing harder. That's not the answer, by the way. The answer is to change your game. Uh, but... Ozuna's got a, he's not the kind of guy that really changes his game. No. He just keeps doing the same thing over and over. Uh, he's kind of a meathead, to be honest. He is for sure. So yeah. I think you just got to put a guy like that in the right situation. Uh, I mean, maybe he's a good number two hitter. You know what I mean? I mean, his on-base percentage is about as bad as you could possibly ask for. It is now, yeah. Yeah, like but 272 it, it, is pretty. It's not going to be, it, there's no way it would remain that way if he's hitting behind Acuna and ahead of Olsen and Riley. Yeah, you would hope so. I mean, he's going to see quite a few fastballs there. I wonder what his propensity for grounding into double plays is, actually. That would be something I would be... He's not not fast. Yeah. Uh, And he is kind of a knucklehead, too. But he is... I mean, he's he's 
got the second highest launch angle of his career right now. I do think the balls have a lot to do with this. He also has the second highest barrel rate of his career. So yeah. he's squaring the ball yeah. up. I just think he's he's suffering probably as much as anybody in baseball from this squishy ass ball. Yeah. Um he's had quite a bit of success hitting in the three hole, uh less so in the four hole, but see uh one one other thing that was interesting he's seeing like by far the most sliders he's ever seen. Yeah. Like 10, 10 to 15% more than he's ever seen. Uh, and it's like 34% of the pitches thrown to him are sliders. Does he have a hole in his swing that kind of sliders fuck with? Cause he's pretty good against curveballs traditionally. I mean, and then obviously he's the type of guy who murders fastballs. Yeah. Obviously he's having trouble with it. Um, he, he's, uh, early in the count, He's 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 not seeing uh, enough pitches, I don't think, because uh, the vast majority of his at bats end within the first three pitches. Yeah, that um, sounds about right. I mean, uh, he goes up there. He's like, uh, what's his fucking name? He's like Joaquin Phoenix from uh, uh, Signs. Yeah, he's yeah. just like I just had to swing at every pitch. Yeah, and his one uh, zero. Uh, I had an account one zero. He's uh, two for 20. That that shouldn't be the case. No. Um, it, it's bizarre. Some of these splits are, are pretty bizarre in the way he's approaching at bats. Um, I mean, he's the type of guy, like, you watch him at the plate, and you kind of wonder, like, do you have an approach? Yeah, he's only been in, he, he's, let's see, 3-0, and 3-2 out of his 112 at bats. He's only had a three-ball count 23 times. So less than a quarter of the time yeah. he's seeing uh, pitches like that. That means like people aren't coming into the wheelhouse of Marcelo Zuna on a regular basis. No. He's swinging at bad pitches. That's what it means, right? So that slider that's – it's not even the low and away slider. It's the one that starts uh, middle in that ends up low and out of the zone but down the middle mm-hmm. kind of or maybe a little bit to the left side of the plate. He swings through that every single time. Yeah. Like, he can't hit that pitch to save his goddamn life. It is very uh, Pedro Serrano-esque. Yeah. He is actually, man, <clears throat> if there was ever a dude who was yeah. Pedro fucking Serrano. He just needs to convert to uh, whatever. Voodoo. Voodoo or whatever the fuck, yeah. Get him in Joe Moon. Why? Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the things that was interesting about him, so when did the balls go live? When did they get jumpy? Um, it was like 2019, wasn't I, it? Eight, yeah, 19, I think, yeah. His numbers are starting to look a lot like they did before the ball went live. Um, His numbers pre-2019. Well, he had 37 home runs in 17. Yeah. But, yeah, 18. I mean, he's, he's a middle 20s home run hitter. Uh, uh, and probably like 150 hits a year. So like a 260 mm-hmm. hitter if he gets that kind of a bat. Doesn't walk much. Yeah, he's... he's uh, they're getting pretty good value for what they're paying for him, I would say, but we shouldn't expect him to hit 40 home runs or anything like you can't, that. You can't expect 2020 again, <clears throat> which is when he was almost won the Triple Crown. Yeah. Just, I think, did he finish second to Freeman in MVP vote? I mean, he probably should have. Like, both those guys were insane that year. Uh, I, I don't know, but yeah, he's... He was high in the MVP he, vote. He's a streaky guy, though. I mean, it's... it's uh, he's, uh, he, he goes on runs. For sure, yeah. If you if you look at his career, the splits over his career they're pretty drastic between from even from month to month. So, uh, not, maybe 
I, I don't know. I, I you you have to if you've got a hole in your swing, you got to fix that for sure. Though there's like there's no excuse for that shit. Um, if if people are if pitchers are routinely getting you out on the same pitch, mm-hmm. then they're just gonna keep fucking doing it until yeah. you solve that problem. And he has not solved that problem. Yeah, I mean they don't care. They'll throw you the same thing over and over <laughs> again. And he's just kind of like up there smiling, happy to swing out of his shoes at anything that gets thrown near him. Yeah, you got to wonder now. Contreras is getting quite a few more at bats. You got to wonder if RC is going to start getting more at bats as well. You got to wonder if the Braves organization is seeing the same thing we're seeing, which is that uh, for guys with forty or more plate appearances, there are uh, seven members of the Braves that have a WRC plus of over a uh, hundred, right? Yeah. Which means above average. And then Albies is an outlier at ninety nine, but he that will improve as time goes on. If you have eight guys over 100 WRC plus, those are the eight guys that should be in your fucking lineup. I don't give a shit what positions you're putting them at. RC can play the field. Right. RC can play anywhere. He, he can play left field better than Contreras can, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he could also play... Uh, the, the problem is center field right now. Like They don't want to put Acuna back in center field yet. No. Maybe after the all-star break and Arcia isn't right and, and Contreras isn't left, we'll see. We'll see what happens when uh, Rosario comes back as well. But they've got some they've got some shit to figure out here because Duvall's not getting it done either. No, not at all. And I mean, his defense in center is is like just fine. Yeah, it's you know it's what I mean? serviceable. Yeah. yeah, like it's not yeah. good enough to be like, oh shit, like we need him. So it's yeah. essential. But you can't take him out. Uh, not right now. There's no one out. Like you yeah. can't put Heredia there, or you can't have Heredia's <clears throat> bat in your lineup all no. day. I so they're basically. There's just like it's almost like we have a pitcher hitting, right? Like there's yeah. just going to be one spot. That... I mean, it's it's a good pitcher, but it's still a pitcher, yeah. right? Um, we'll see what happens with when Rosario comes back. Rosario can play center field. He it's he? he's not he's not as good as Duvall, who's already average. So right. have it would be below average, but he's better in right. So, uh, but he's got a hit as well. You know, I don't know. Yeah, and he was off to a terrible start. Now, granted, his eyeball didn't work. I guess so. That's yeah. probably important with hitting. We'll see what happens. Uh, Swanson though, every year, like literally every year is like, dude, this might be the year Dansby like puts it all together. becomes like a bottom of the ballot MVP candidate type of guy between the defense and like pretty yeah. good offensive numbers. But I think he's just a one, one Oh five to one fifteen WRC guy that plays excellent defense. Yeah. Which by the way, that puts you in like the top 10 shortstops in the league in any year. Yeah. So it's not like you can complain a lot about that. I'm hearing... I'm hearing more and more um, from the Twins organization that they, do, they don't expect to re-sign Carlos Correa. Really? Yeah. Um, especially if he puts up good numbers, like he's going to go back out on the open market. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Braves are in no way a contender to sign him, I don't think. They're not Correa? Gonna, yeah, they're not going to spend that kind of money. No. Why would they? I mean, he, is, he, is he a big enough upgrade over Dansby Swanson to go from the fucking... 12 million maybe that Dansby would get on the open market versus the 30 million that Korea is going to get. It's right. not, there's no fucking way he's worth that much more. And the Braves aren't th- that kind of team anyways. So Korea is going to be, this is actually going to be really interesting to see how this is handled. Uh, because the teams that he, that, that I would send him or that I would expect him to sign with are the Dodgers, the Red Sox or the Yankees, right? But none of those teams really need a shortstop. Um, yeah. So we'll see, right? I mean, Correa, though, on, you, you could move him to third. 
Certainly, but you're not going to move. I mean, if you think about the other teams um, involved, uh, the Padres might be one that want to go spend money like that. I don't think they would either. Well, the Padres don't necessarily have a shortstop. They're, yeah, they they might put Tatis back in the outfield. Uh, it's yeah, that's possible. They're yeah. not really um, necessarily enamored with Tatis at short. Like they want his yeah. bat is but, all they really but want. I, I could see the Dodgers moving Justin Turner to the pasture and, and yeah. bringing a career or something the, like that. The Dodgers are going to have an opening at third um, base. The Yankees have Josh Donaldson at third base. That's not a long-term situation. Definitely not, but they've got people in their farm system. I think like this, uh, that, that kid, uh, 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 Falefa, 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 whatever yeah. his name is. Uh, they're pretty high on him. It's short. He's probably not going to move out of there. Uh, and then Angels don't have a shortstop. Not really. Uh, Gliber Torres is still getting a lot of at bats as well. Like I, I don't know what their plan long term is. That maybe Lemayu is thirty three. I don't know when his contract ends. Maybe they move Torres back to second base after yeah. that. Who knows? Uh, the Red Sox. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. To be honest, it's, that that team is a fucking mystery to me. Yeah, that organization. <clears throat> Like they sign, they they have Bogarts, Devers, and and Story. Um, the word on the street is they're going to try to retain Devers and Bogarts, so I, I I doubt they're going anywhere. So there's no room for them over there either. I'm just I'm just thinking of teams with a lot of money to spend. Uh, yeah, the Angels are another team. They they need a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know who's always got money to spend too. Who uh, could could be a possibility is the Rangers. The Rangers always be the Rangers, yeah. Rangers always seem to have money to toss around. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, San Francisco makes a play for him. Um, Longoria is pretty much done. Yeah, and if you had Correa and uh, Brandon Crawford on the left side of your infield, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, it's pretty dirty. Um, uh, both, know, both offensively and defensively, those are good. That's are good options. So, who, who plays short for the Phillies? I mean, the Phillies always have money. Uh, is it Gene Segura still, or is he playing second? Jimmy Rollins, right? <laughs> <laughs> Need a fucking time machine for that. Oh no, it's Didi Gregorius who is dead. He's been on the on the IL most of the year. He's, I mean, he's he's passed. Um, he's passed on. Yeah. Like he's there. Well, he is. He's hitting two eighty eight, but no home runs and yeah, he's he's a ghost. Yeah, um, yeah. Phillies could be. Uh, they they got money. We'll see. And honestly, wait. I think the I think the Mets actually are pretty good on the left side of the infield, right? Who's who's at third for the Mets? Obviously, Lindor is not leaving shortstop. Um, uh, they have uh, Eduardo Escobar. All right. They'd probably take Correa over there. Yeah, I would assume so, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of teams out there. I just don't – I can't imagine them staying in the AL Central. No. No. Like, nobody gives a fuck that about that division. the worst fucking division. Yeah. Like, nobody cares about that division. Yeah. I mean, I like the Twins – uh i like uh, i like the royals i like the i the white Sox bore me yeah like it's a there's cool players on that team but they just like i just can't get behind the way like it's just so boring it's just so dull i like rocco baldelli um as a manager he's good uh but the twins are hard to watch yeah not like the tracy jordan movie <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, the Braves have quite a bit going on. Swanson is right there. Uh, Olsen has been a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. I think they need to... I think he's a three or four guy and not a two guy. I agree. Honestly. I'll, but what's fucked up, though, is I think right now he's still... 
second, really, I mean, Arcia has a higher on base percentage, but I don't throw that out a little bit. Olsen really has the second highest on base percentage of everyday Braves mm. players right now. Mm. Like Acuna's at 400, Olsen's at 361, and then after that, it just makes you want to fucking puke. Like, it's real bad after that. Yeah, but I mean, think about it this way, too. The distribution of on-base percentage throughout your lineup, uh, you can concentrate it in one spot and hope that your four or five guys drive them in, mm-hmm. right? Or you can distribute it through the lineup, which gives you uh, maybe less opportunity for bulk innings, but more opportunity for single and double runs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that probably makes more sense to have a more balanced lineup for the Braves, especially considering uh, how they've, how much power is in that lineup. Yeah. You know what I mean? From top to bottom. So we'll see how they, they work it out. I w- wouldn't be surprised to see Arcia get quite a few more bats, though. I mean, at this point, why the hell not? Like, him and can tr- put the bats in the lineup. Like, just get wins, yeah. you know? I mean, Arcia obviously... <laughs> He gets on base and he's hitting for a good average. His batting average on balls and play is 423. So mm-hmm. he is like, that's not 330 is like, oh, yeah, he's getting kind of lucky. 423 is yeah, like, he's ridiculous. got a rabbit's foot up his ass. Like, yeah. that's, that's absurd. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's had some good seasons. Like, he, if you, if you give him 500 at bats, he's going to hit you 15 home runs. Um, and to be honest, a lot of these, he's like 250 to 275 hitter. He's definitely not a 340 or whatever the fuck he's hitting now. No. But uh, if you're hot, you're hot. And they, like we said before, the Braves really need to take advantage of this situation yeah. they're in right now. And uh, like they used to say when we were kids, hitting is contagious. Yeah. Just uh, like AIDS. It's true. Not, not as contagious, I guess, but airborne. Is AIDS airborne? Or you mean hitting? Hitting. Yeah. Hitting is just kind of in the air, you okay. know? AIDS is, uh, we'd all be dead if AIDS was airborne. Well, you might. (laughs) I'm not poor, so I don't, only poor people die of AIDS anymore. Um, Last, before we get out of here, I'm kind of irritated by this because I really want a professional baseball team to move somewhere here, but it looks like the A's are probably going to end up in Vegas. Dude, I mean, they're still saying like, oh, we're committed to Oakland. And and, uh, see, this is why we need the, was it Hudson Yards? Was that what it yeah, the, this is why we want Hudson Yards, you know. Oh, they, well, originally they wanted uh, Jack London Square. Okay, right. So if this it, it, downtown Oakland here, down through the middle of it is a street called Broadway, and at the very end, uh, at the port right across from where you can see Alameda, you can see San Francisco over here is Jack London Square. Um, Jack London, famous writer who uh, was also. Uh, a fisherman or some shit. I don't know. Sure. But he has a, there's a bar down there that's like the last chance bar because you couldn't drink over on the island. Yeah. So people would stop there, get fucked up, and then take the ferry over and work <laughs> and then come back and get fucked up again. Um, there was a section down there that they wanted to put the baseball, and it would have been fucking dope. It would have been like uh, how, Wrigley, how it's surrounded by all that shit. Yeah. Um, not like Texas Live, like a complex with multiple places. Like an actual like that. neighborhood. But yeah, like uh, St. Louis, how they have yeah. the fucking hockey arena and baseball stadium right there and all those rows of bars and all that bullshit. It would have been a lot like that and it would have been fucking cool. Yeah. But the city wouldn't do it, so they got to leave. Yeah. That's that's just how it is, man. And like so that, that city sucks anyways now. They were looking at five locations, the A's were. They're mm. down to two now, but all five of those locations, including the two that are left, are, are on the strip. So they're going to put a baseball stadium on the Vegas Strip. I think one of the sites is connected to a hotel and casino, <clears throat> which 
You got to be like, if that Pete, would be pretty cool. I mean, Pete so they Rose had, lives in Vegas, by the way, he's yeah. got to be like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> they had that. Uh, so the Wynn golf course got torn down and they were going to put a beach there or some shit. Yeah. Uh, like a man-made lake with a beachfront stuff and cabanas and all this stuff. That project got canceled. I don't know if it was because of COVID or something else, but that would be a pretty good spot for one because it connects to the Wynn hotel. Yeah. Um, I mean, why doesn't, was it Steve Wynn? Why doesn't he just buy the goddamn A's? It can't cost that much. No. Like, it's probably a billion dollars to buy that team, right? And if you move them to Vegas, you're immediately going to make your money back. If you if you take the A's out of Oakland and put them in Vegas, and uh, uh, that team goes from worth whatever, probably two and a half billion, to be honest. 1.1 1. 1 billion. God damn, that's, that's a it. discount. So it probably goes to three billion. Almost immediately. immediately after that, so I don't I don't see how you can't do it. To be honest, yeah. Um, baseball owners have to agree to for the sale of a team, so I don't know how that how the politics of that shit works. I don't think they're going to have a problem with it. Well, there's no competition in uh, in that area, TV market wise, right? Because nope. I think I'm pretty sure the A's already own that TV market, or they share it with uh, San Francisco because those are the two closest. Yeah, they're not they're not getting in on the I mean, Rockies. No. Like they're they're not cutting into that or the the oh it could be the Dodgers Do, or the Angels. Diamondbacks. Uh, yeah, it could be that too because they the Diamondbacks have some of the TV market in uh, in Utah as well. So it's a, it's a weird area. Yeah, because there's like a not only large distances between in some of these TV markets, but the population centers are pretty low as well. Anyways. At the end of the day, though, like that, I mean, it's like the owners, you know, approving the Rams to L.A. or or the Raiders to Vegas. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, they're just going to do what makes the most financial sense for the league. Yeah. and and, And getting rid of a fucking shitty small market team like the A's means that they pay less money into the fucking pool of whatever the the poor pool. Yeah. Whatever. Not that Oakland's using that for salary anyway. No. Um, I mean, yeah, Vegas is closest to, to L.A. Yeah, they wouldn't be. Yeah, it's only four and a half hours from LA. So, but I mean, the Dodgers. I don't think the Dodgers are too worried about that. No, 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 no. right. No. Like of all the no, the, the once this happens, and I assume it will over the next two or three years, um, the next big step is to get rid of the Pittsburgh Pirates, dude. Um, they have to go. It's yes, you heard me. They're a historical franchise. I don't care. I would say, how about this? They need to. They need to force the Pittsburgh Pirates owners to sell. Because uh, yeah, something. There is no reason they can't. The Pirates of all teams, of all baseball teams, can't sit there and be like, "It's so hard to compete in our small market." When you have the Steelers yeah. with the second most Super Bowls of all time, or maybe the most Super Bowls of all time, tied with the Patriots. Patriots are they second? Patriots are passing. Okay, either way, a ton of Super Bowls, and they support the shit out of the Steelers, mm-hmm. and then. And then if you're like, oh, well, that's the NFL. That doesn't count. The Penguins are great are pretty good every year. The, Penguin, the, the Penguins have been exceptional since the early 2000s. Yeah. So, and that city. I mean, everybody has a couple of down years here and there, but they've been pretty consistently good. So have the Steelers. Like, you never see the Steelers or the Penguins have, like, four or five straight years in a row where they suck. With a dog shit, and, yeah. But the Pirates have sucked every year except for, like, two years over the last 30. Yeah. So what the fuck, man? I, that really should kind of be in an ownership contract or something like that, where it's like, like I, you wouldn't be allowed to run a public, tr- publicly traded company like no, that. No, I mean, they just need to have a competitive balance, like uh, the way uh, the English Football League has mm-hmm. multiple tiers, and uh, the 
Pittsburgh Pirates should be a triple A team. That's just how it is, man. Oh. Like if you're not good enough to compete against the big boys, you gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Or if you're just not willing to, which yeah. I mean they're not. Now granted, look, I'll grant they've tried the P- Pittsburgh once or twice has tried to do the whole tanking thing and just got about as unlucky as you possibly ever could with mm. prospects. Just not panning out at all. But at some point, like you're just hiring the wrong people in the front office who are picking the wrong prospect. Like it keeps happening over yeah. and over. They don't sign anyone. Not that I think, you know, signing a bunch of free agents is the way to do it. Not necessarily. You need homegrown talent, but you have to complement it. And yeah. They've never been able to do that. I mean, think about the the people who have left Pittsburgh in their prime, even recently, actually. Yeah. I mean, through trades or like. A.J. Burnett left in his prime. Uh, uh, Garrett Cole left in his prime. Uh, Charlie uh, Morton. Charlie Morton left in his prime. I mean, it's like fucking... What, at some point, somebody's got to do something. What's, yeah. the, what's the dude's name? Uh, the first baseman for the Nationals. Josh Bell left in his fucking prime. Yep. I mean, goddamn, dude. They've had... Uh, some of those guys are older, but if they just had kept the people they've traded away or lost in free agency over the last five years they would be doing pretty well. Um, I don't know what they're spending on salary, but if the, the, difference, be, the difference between oh, salary... Starling Marte. Yeah, Starling Marte is another one. Um, you can't fucking have uh, <laughs> $150 million difference in payroll. Yeah. Man, I'm going through this 2016 Pittsburgh Pirates roster right now. Yeah. Uh, here's a couple of the pitchers on here. Garrett Cole. Yep. Uh, Tyler Glasnow, uh, who I believe they might have traded for Chris Archer in that terrible Chris Archer deal. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Uh, Corey Lubke, uh, Mark Melanson. Oh, man. What is any other? There's no one else that I super recognize. And then, you know, you got like Francisco Cervelli behind the plate in the lineup. Josh Bell was there. That's when he was still young. Um, that's about it for the lineup. Not really anyone else in there. Or for the infielders. And then the outfield, you had uh, Adam Frazier, Starling Marte. Yeah. Like, there's some dudes on that team. And McCutcheon. That was, McCutcheon was already a guy by that point, though. Yeah. Like, he was, he was kind of leaving his prime. And in, in 15? No. 16. He, wasn't he a... Uh, he's, he's, he's 30 and 16. Mm, damn, he's old. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They've had... Uh, that, that's not including the prospects that they've traded away either. Right. I mean, it's, it's not a very well-run organization. Imagine just a world where it's 2022 and the Pittsburgh Pirates have Garrett Cole and Tyler Glasnow at the top of their rotation. Mm-hmm. Not a bad team? No. Yeah. Fucking sell that team, dude. Fuck yeah. those owners. They got to sell it. Because it is a historic franchise with great uniforms, a great stadium, mm. I maybe great fans. I don't even know at this point. Like I don't. Well, the Steelers fans are good. It's the same group of people. They're just right. pissed off that the Pirates continue to fucking suck. Yeah. The Penguins fans are good fans too. Well, I don't know about the good fans, but they support the team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not always the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got for today. Yeah, I'm fucking good.